Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the Fruited Plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with me today on the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and um, I want to uh, thank all of you for being... um, well, I'll say the patriots that you are. And I am wanting, I'm, in fact, I'm on a campaign to reignite and reinvigor uh, the very meaning, the very words uh, that are so important to all of us, and that is patriotism. It's needed now because all of us, all of us in one way or another, in many ways, you're on trial in uh, several ways. All of us are on trial right now. As Americans, oh, Derek uh, Chauvin uh, is on trial for the death is kicked off today of uh, George Floyd. That is going to be a media circus. It is also going to lead us further down the path of Black Lives Matter. And it's also going to launch another platform. Something very interesting was said over the weekend. I was at an an interview. I mean, not an interview, but... um, well, it was. It was a total interview. And now turn into, um, well, me being on trial, I guess. <laughs> but anyway, anyway uh, it was great. But this is what um, I want to, to share with you. One of our presenters, and I, I'm, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm sorry that uh, the name escapes me, but... Um, I'm going to, Michelle, we're going to have her on the show, so you'll, you'll hear more from her, but I want to share with you now what she, what she presented to us, what she said. I believe she's from New York or New Jersey or somewhere like that. We had people from all over the country uh, to come in and present to us various ideas on education and how our children are being manipulated and how they are being deceived. In fact, my speech was uh, totally around what Christ said in that 24th tap, chapter of Matthew, that the, the, the signs of our times or the end times would not be, you know, wars, rumors of wars, and not even the upheavals that you're seeing. He said that it would be deception. And be sure nobody deceives you. You know, listen, um, you have Joe Biden, running for president or who, who has taken the oath of office, uh, that's deception. 
All of us know that there's no way Joe Biden got more votes than Barack Obama. If you have any common sense in your in your in your head, in your being, if you have any common sense and you can't touch that common sense is untouchable. You can't touch it. It's something of the of the soul and spirit and brain waves or whatever it is. It's common sense, but you can't touch it. You can't give it to anyone. But if you have common sense. Okay, and, and, and this is something we got to exercise in every aspect of our lives. If you have common sense, you know that there is no way that Joe Biden got more votes than Barack Obama. There's just no way. You can see how Donald Trump would have gotten more votes than him, especially with the type of fervor that were, what was going on around his campaigns. Obama never got those kind of crowds. Obama did get large crowds, but Obama never got the kind of crowds that, that Trump got. It, it Maybe the first uh, Obama tour through the United States, he may have gotten those kind of crowds. But he never got the kind of crowds that even Trump got. And you're talking about Biden campaigning from his basement and then uh, across a, a, what, a, a, an aircraft, uh, an airport field with a fence around it, a landing strip, you know, with a fence around it, and the cars parked on the other side, and I think there might have been 10 cars honking. Oh, those are true diehards right there, I got to tell you, buddy. And he gets more votes than Barack Obama and Donald Trump? Common sense. My common sense, your common sense. And that's what we're trying to get across to everyone right now. Our common sense is being assaulted by all of this that's going on. And you haven't yet been assaulted yet until you see what's about to go on. I'm going to share a little bit of that, about that with you. Uh, Dr. Linda Lee Tarver, Michelle, has is going to bring her in here today. Dr. Tarver's up in Michigan, and uh, shake her and move her up there. Uh, we served on uh, the um, Black Voices for Trump together. And, hey, Linda, I want you to give a shout-out to the hot dog man. That's her husband. She and I are good friends, and I certainly appreciate uh, their friendship over the years. Going to be able to talk uh, here about some things that, well, we need to talk about George Floyd in particular. <laughs> yeah, we got to talk about George Floyd in particular and where this is supposed to go. Now, uh, this is what the lady said. This is what was said. This is what was said at the meeting. When we talk about Black Lives Matter, you have to pay attention to the upper and lower case that they're written in. If you if you see Black Lives Matter in lower case, you know, just written in lower case, then all of us, right, can agree with that, right? Black Lives Matter. White Lives Matter, lower case. Uh, Latino Lives Matter, Asian Lives Matter, lower case. All of that lower case, lower case, because it's a true statement, but now when you see Black Lives Matter in bold uppercase or all uppercase letters, then you're talking about an organization that is worth millions of dollars and gets millions of dollars in donation not to promote black lives 
or to even support black lives. Are you hearing me? No, 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 no. They're not about any of that. They are uh, an organization bent on disrupting American society. Are you hearing me? That's what that's about. Lowercase black lives matter, lowercase Asian lives matter, lowercase white lives matter. Hey, all cool with me because it's all true. It's absolutely true. Should be true. But when you talk about me uh, signing on to the uppercase, the bold black lives matter thing, you're asking me to sign into an agenda. Oh, no, there's no agenda in someone saying your life matters. There's no agenda in that. It doesn't matter what color you are. In fact, you shouldn't even put a color on that. It just should be lives matter, right? Oh, yeah. That's the way that should go. Pardon me. I did a lot of talking to a lot of folks over the weekend and a lot of hoorahing and and hollering uh, over the weekend. And uh, I am hoarse. As far as that is concerned, we had a great time with about 71, 72 people that Freedom Works, Freedom Works, the, one of the nation's largest grassroots organization, uh, did over the weekend in Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee. Great place, great, great, great place, great people uh, that we have in our world, in our little well, it's actually a large orb, talking about nearly six million activists that we have around the country. And my job, uh, what I do, is uh, is go um, probably on a monthly basis. Sometimes not every month, but I have a feeling as we begin to escalate toward 2022, I'll be on the road a little bit more because it's time now to uh, to build, educate, and motivate. Build, educate, motivate. The largest grassroots uh, entity in America, Freedom Works. We need you to become a part of that and to network with other people that we uh, are are bringing into our fold on, on a daily basis. You become a part of that movement. It is a movement that is geared toward saving the republic. We need a like mind, need other like minds to join us in doing so. Think about it. It's common sense. That lives matter. That's no revelation. That is nothing to form uh, um, some type of agenda around, is it? Unless there is what? An agenda. Uh, Lives matter. Lives matter. Take the colors off of it. Lives matter. Common sense tells us this, right? Of course it does. But now you become an agenda when you specify which lives matter. And see, see, our young people are being so duped and so led into believing that this is some kind of righteous cause that they are hooking up with when all this is doing is robbing them of their birthright. Well, I preached on this yesterday about the same time. About the same time. 
Uh, no, I was it had been eating now about the same time because Nashville's on Central Standard Time. I was preaching this very message. They're actually harming themselves. They are st- they are being uh, participants. Our young people, our young people are being participants in the theft of their own birthright. Red, yellow, black, white, whoever you are. Whatever stripe you wear, if you got to wear it, if you got to wear the stripe, me, call me a man. Okay. No, I wasn't born a black man. You said that. Somebody said that. Somebody labeled me that. Huh? I was, you were too. You were labeled a Caucasian baby. You were just born a baby. (laughs) Are you hearing me? Oh, I'm preaching way better than y'all saying amen here today. Listen, you were born a baby. You were labeled a color of baby. And because there's an agenda, and that agenda obviously is to see how the demographics play out, but that's all man-made. That's not God made you a baby, but the the nations formed over how we were treating each other. God confounded languages because of what we would have done to ourselves. But you were born a baby. Oh, that's a deep conversation there. We can get into we can get into talking about that, but we can't talk about it right now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. All of this happened uh, because of of us. There's no question about that. All of this happened because of us. But the, but Cain and Abel, they may have been totally different types of kids, children. But they were just simply named Cain and Abel. All right. Right. They were simply named Cain and Abel. And, and, and whatever uh, your whenever you, your mom first saw you. Uh, I'm, I'm I, when my, when my mom first saw me, I'm I'm sure she didn't say, oh, what a, a pretty brown baby. Oh, they said I had a. They said I had this reddish hue to my to my pallor. I was just red when I was born. But they didn't say. Well, I guess they did notice how red I was. But they didn't say. Uh, oh, what a pretty. It was just a pretty baby. It was, there, it was a new baby. That's where you were born. You were born a baby. You weren't born a black baby. You weren't born a red baby or or a white baby. You were, you were born a baby. They. Well, you were labeled whatever it is you're labeled now. Are you hearing me? So when we look at the agenda behind that, lives matter. Okay, you want to put on there black lives matter? Okay, you got to put white lives matter. Okay, you put got to have Asian lives matter, right? Lives matter. Common sense tells you that, right? But when you put black lives matter in big, bold letters, what does that say to you? It says to you the same thing it would say if it said white lives matter. Italian lives matter. 
Latino lives matter. There's an agenda there. The agenda is whatever you put first. Uh, Muslim lives matter. Terrorist lives matter. I'm not trying to associate Muslims with terrorists. I, it was unfortunate that uh, that came to my mind, and it tells you how we the flow of thinking goes. And that happens through the media as well. But by no means, I'm trying to associate all Muslims with terrorists. Although uh, a lot of the terrorists who have attacked us have been Muslim. That's just a fact. And a lot of them have been all kinds of other things, too. But the ones that are indelibly printed on our brains, on our minds, have been the ones who brought down the Twin Towers. That's just a fact. But now, what and where, where do we go from here? Because everybody's on trial. Uh, Chauvin, Chauvin is on trial. Joe Biden. Well, I think the jury's in on Joe. <laughs> I, I think, I think the, ver- wait a minute, wait a minute. I think the verdict is in on Joe. Yeah, I think it's in. I think we've all come to the conclusion that um, he's been accused of being not all there and he's guilty of it. (laughs) He's guilty of it. The jury is in on Joe. And I think he is probably the lamest declared, lamest duck declared president for he even declared he's going to run for re-election, but I think he's probably the lamest duck president who has declared that he's running again for president that history will ever record. What he hasn't been president, uh, he hasn't been uh, in the office. I don't. I'm, Joe Biden's not president of the United States. I mean, who, who are we kidding? Uh, but but just the same. He hadn't been in the office. He hadn't been taking the oath of office so what, over two months now. It's a little over two months. Is it two months already? Yeah. And, uh, oh, what a mess he has made. I mean, he has made a mess of things that Joe Biden has. But we're all on trial. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. When we return, because there are certain things that don't make any sense at all. And you shouldn't allow it to make sense to you, Americans. It should you should not allow it to make sense to you. Uh, What type of sacrifices has Joe made? Huh? To do anything for us. Has he has he done anything for us? What? Name one thing that Joe Biden has done for America. One. Or for his community. Oh, I know he's probably brought some some things there that, you know, happened under his watch. But we're going to talk about this when I return with the C.L. Bryant Show.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you on this great day, fantastic day in the USA. It is beautiful here in my home state of Louisiana, but you know what, folks? It's going to be gorgeous where I'm going uh, here this week. This is a moving week for me. Headed down. I am moving to uh, Hutchinson Island, Florida. Jensen Beach is going to be my new location. Going to have a great time down there. So join me as we broadcast continually to you from the largest tech platform, uh, talk platform in the nation, Red State Talk, the talk monster. If you're traveling through Times Square, and it's beginning to liven up again, although you be careful there because the macaronis are back out. Those are some twisted and bent people who are back out there in Times Square, all because of a breakdown in government. And, and leadership, all because of that, but they're back out there. But if you're traveling through, look up above uh, iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not, and there you will see for yourself the Talk Monster billboard, the Red State Talk billboard housed above uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not, and every hour. on the um, Well, in the hour, the C.L. Bryant show does pop up there. And OCL's looking back at you in Times Square. Hey, right now, though, we have uh, the f- trial going on of Chavan, uh, Derek Chavan, uh, who killed, he did, he killed George Floyd. And uh, th- I, I think I think he did. I think he did. I mean, it was just inhumane. All of us were outraged. I don't care, red, yellow, black, and white. All of us were outraged. So what's the agenda? I was telling you that when you see black lives matter, white lives matter, Asian lives matter, whatever lives matter, in lower case, then, of course, we all agree with that, right? But when you put a label on it, a color on it, when you put it in bold letters, Black lives matter, white lives matter, terrorists matter, whatever, Muslim lives matter. Then you make it an agenda. And friends, I am telling you that there is an agenda behind what we are experiencing here with this George Floyd trial. On with me to talk about it is my good friend, Dr. Linda Lee Tarver. And I want to give a special shout out to the hot dog man, there, I want to thank all. I want to thank them for my, for their friendship over the years. Linda, Doctor, welcome back to the CL Bryant Show. Thank you so much for having me. I have um, admired your work, what you do, and how the Lord has worked through you for building His kingdom and making America what it should be. Thank you so much, Dr. Tarver, for that. And Linda, 
ditto, as Rush would say to you. No doubt about it. Ditto. Mega dittos uh, to you. Amen. Linda, let me ask you this. Okay, we got George Floyd going on right now, and I want to get into what you are uh, engaged in as well uh, before we uh, uh, leave, leave the show here. But I want to talk, I want to get your insight into the end game and what is all of this about? It's not about George Floyd. This has to be about something else. I mean, it was terrible. What happened to George Floyd? Do not get me wrong. But this has to be about something else. Talk to us, Dr. Tarver. Well, this man was murdered by Chauvin, I believe. It is my belief that he was murdered. Was it intentional? That'll be up to the jury and to the court. If it was intentional and premeditated, I, I don't know. All I do know is that it was a tragedy. It was spread all over the news. His family and children are going to have to relive that for the rest of their lives. And uh, while they were compensated, uh, it is not enough to bring back your loved one. And with that said... Um, it has been politicized and prostituted by the left, I believe, uh, in order to set in place an agenda that has been somewhat successful in some states. This defund the police, the um, allowing the the citizenry to police themselves, as we saw in Seattle and Portland and other places where they have set up zones um, to test out their agenda. They don't want law enforcement. They want lawlessness. And then you get into these public policies in places like Illinois where there's a no-cash bail. These are all associated with policies. The rioting in the streets, the bowing down before the Black Lives Matter, the agenda, the leftist bring in, give us what we want, and black votes matter. They converted from Black Lives Matter to Black Votes Matter to help usher in a leftist agenda that they believed was going to allow for lawlessness. Is that why... is that why, Dr. Yes. Tarver, that uh, talking to Dr. Linda Lee Tarver, uh, is that why, Dr. Tarver, that uh, they can manipulate or is it the, the reason why they're using and manipulating a Joe Biden and even a Kamala Harris? Uh, is that why yes. they are, are using them in the way they're and, and who is they to tell us who who they is? Who, who are we talking about? When we talking about because they are being there's used. There's a leftist agenda. There are there are radical leftists both black and white and Asian and Hispanic that and sympathizers and enablers of this agenda that do not have to live in the communities of color as I do and do not have to deal with the um, the the socialistic approach to and liberal approach approach to law enforcement or lack thereof. I I my weak mayor here in Lansing, Michigan, Andy Shore, decided that he was going to reduce some of the budget of the Lansing Police Department. I live in a small city, but it's, it's, it's relatively very urban. And the police budget reduced by $80,000 to accommodate the Black Lives Matter agenda that had just 
torn up our city. Now, no one in Lansing, Michigan that I know of has ever met George Floyd, and yet we have a large mural painted on a building that did not belong to the people who painted it. And they have Black Lives Matter painted on the street in front of our our city, our state's capital. And they accommodate um, blocking off that piece of, of roadway. It has been accommodation by the left to accommodate and placate and give them what they want, up to and including the freedoms that people who live in the city have to enjoy until it starts hitting their neighborhood, then it becomes a problem. And that is what happened when they went to the mayor's house and and threatened his family. Then it all becomes, law enforcement becomes important. But the leftists that I'm talking about are these uh, radicals who have been among us all this time. They're they're leftist radicals. They don't necessarily believe in uh, the Democrat Party, but they believe in um, having their own system of government and instituting what they believe is correct and justice. But they're thugs, and that's what it is. Let me ask you this. Let me let me let me ask you this then, Dr. Tarver, Linda, let me ask you this. Uh, then you and I are uh, not ashamed to be Christian, not ashamed to be uh, a conservative and we vote Republican as far as that's concerned, involved in the Republican Party. You know, uh, but but what does that go for us? Because, you know, you know, as well as I know, and, and anybody who's in our circles know that there's a target on our back as far as the concern. What must we do here to it, doing our part? I'm talking about as 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 black activists doing our part and conservative activists, regardless of color, uh, what must we do then to help turn this ship around? Because this is going in a bad direction. You and I have to double down and and start to speak truth to the government and to use our platforms and pulpits to ensure that our freedoms are not given away or stolen by the by those who have uh, who are fearful. There was there was another person who found himself as a conservative leader, loved the Lord and everything. His name was Martin Luther King, and he had to step forth. And his brother as well, and others who were like them, who Frederick Douglass and others who were conservatives who had to speak during a tumultuous time that we live in, and that is the time that we live in right now. But you and I have to speak truth to what's going on in communities of color, especially color. People of color need to know the truth. And the Declaration of Independence said, let facts be told to a candid world. And we have to be the fact finders and the distributor of facts and truth because it's truth that will set people free and it's the truth that is unashamedly the truth it may be embarrassing for people who look like us but we need to shame them into reality and that's what i am i am not going to um muddy the truth in order to placate people you know their feelings and what they don't want we don't want you to tell what's going on in our inner cities Kimberly Klasik was one of the best examples in 2020 of really uncovering what was going on in Baltimore. 
And she said, this is what's happening on the streets of Baltimore. And people looked at her as this conservative young black woman who is telling the truth about what Democrats have done into our inner cities and what they're doing to our nation. And so that's what we have to be as truth tellers, unafraid. Preach, woman. That's it. Preach, woman. Linda, please tell us. We're on with Dr. Linda Lee Tarver. Tell everybody, tell everybody how to get a hold of you. Tell us what you're doing and tell us how to get you to a city near us. Well, you can reach me at lindaleetarver.com. That's com, And my contact information is there. I'd be happy to come and talk about election integrity. I happen to be one of the election integrity experts of Michigan. And I'm certainly able to speak on what needs to be done. We need people to speak on what needs to be done and to um, motivate people that our freedom is just um, a breath away and that we're le- that you need to use our last breath to make sure that that is done. But LindaLeeTarver.com, I'm going around the country uh, talking about election integrity, what needs to be done, and what um, and to be encouraged that God is still on the throne and that he is very much in charge. LindaLeeTarver.com, get her to where you are because voting integrity is I tell you folks, two truth folks. This is where we're gonna have to live right now, in in, in making sure that we true this vote. Oh, you know what? Uh, also, we need to get both of them back on the show together. Uh, Linda D. Tarver, Michelle, and Catherine Engelbrecht need to get them both back on yeah. the show together. Those uh, both of them are dynamic women, and I do believe you conservatives better hear me, <clears throat> especially you conservative men. You better hear me. This is a time where we see conservative women rising and we need to let them rise because we need these voices. Uh, You heard uh, uh, Dr. Tarver talking about uh, Frederick Douglass. Well, hey, Susan B. Anthony was a dear friend of his. And let me tell you something. Yes, she was. The the woman is rising again. The Susan B's are rising again. And the Frederick Douglass, Linda, I'm sure glad you said that. I'm sure glad. Mary Church Terrell. Look at all that. Mary Church Terrell, a black Republican woman with a powerful voice. You see, don't you see? Mary Church Terrell. Mary Church Terrell. Women are rising again. Conservatives, Republicans. Hear me. Because the vote, their vote was stolen too. And we ain't going to get into it. We ain't going to get into it. We ain't going to get into it. But just the same, we have some Republican women, conservative women like Dr. Tarver who are absolutely incensed about it. And they're coming. They're coming for you, I'm telling you. So, Doc, I want to thank you so much for being on with us. I got about uh, three minutes. And, and, and Dr. Tarver, I, I don't believe I've truly asked you this question before. I may have, but I want to hear it again. Legacy. When Dr. Tarver has uh, basically hung up her her spurs and you and that significant other that you are holding hands with rocking on the poach and uh, looking <laughs> off into the sunset. Uh, what what do you what do you want us to have said about you? What do you, what do you want us to say, Linda? That she trusted Jesus. That's it. That she trusted the Lord. You know, we spend our time trying to 
in, in my opinion, a lot of people spending time trying to set their own legacy, and it was never for us to set. The legacy has already been, we're going to celebrate the legacy of on Friday of the death and on Sunday the resurrection of Jesus. Amen. And that is, we are supposed to be dying out, and Linda is supposed to be uh, invisible. You're supposed to see Christ. Amen. And if you don't see Christ, I haven't done my job. Amen. But if you say that she has met a, a Savior, like the woman at the well, she has been in the presence of Jesus. That is what the best thing that can be said about me. Bless your heart. God bless you and God keep you, uh, Dr. Linda Lee Tarver. Again, shout out to the hot dog man in Lansing there. And uh, hey, let me tell I you, folks, and uh, tell him that I, I wish him all the best. And hey, y'all, I'll, I'll be traveling up that way soon, and you know we're going to have to hook up. And so I will you, talk we to you. We will. We've been praying for you. We love you. And we've been praying for you and, um, and your family and, and just making sure that you are well. You've been on my heart and mind, and I want to tell you that um, – you have the strength uh, like no other, and I know that the Lord is sustaining you. God, God um, even during you. difficult times of your own, you are still out preaching, teaching, proclaiming, and being the the patriot that you are. God so we thank you. God for you. God bless you, my good friend. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Fight the good fight. All right. I'm CL. Then CL, love you back. I'm CL. And this is the C.L. Bryant Show. That was Dr. Linda Lee Tarver. And uh, she is someone who is formidable. And I got to tell you, I'm telling you like I told you, uh, conservative women are rising. Conservative women are rising. And you, hey, listen. Oh, they're they're coming. I'm telling you, they're on their way. Uh, You... Us, us, men, conservative men, Republican men, we've sat by, we've looked out, and we've seen them cheerleading and and helping us with our causes and all of that kind of thing, huh? All of that kind of thing over the, since Lincoln, Susan B. Anthony, I just mentioned, Susan B. Anthony uh, was was a proponent, uh, a supporter of Lincoln, couldn't vote, didn't live long enough to see the vote for herself. Frederick Douglass did, but uh, see, see, it, and he was a part of that women's suffrage thing back then. And and Linda, I can't tell you, I can't tell you. I'm going to send you the clip. But Linda, I cannot tell you uh, how in how I, I oh God, I could actually cry because sometimes this seems so thankless not that you're doing it for that but there is you you seem to gather more enemies than friends you seem to gather more crazy circumstances when you're trying to do the best you can than people who actually appreciate what you've achieved Linda fight the good fight because I know that you understand exactly what I just said. Anyone who's in this fight, if you are a Tea Party leader, if you are a, a grassroots leader, if you're part of Freedom Works, whatever it is, I can assure you, you just related to what I said, sometimes trying to save a republic. The last one, really, true one in the, in the world, 
is thankless. I'll be back. So you cling me up inside. You thought I was to die for. So you sacrifice. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL, back with you on this fabulous day. I've been telling you, I was telling you that uh, here in uh, Shreveport, where I am now, um, it is an absolute gorgeous day. I understand some storms are on the way for tomorrow and Wednesday. Uh, oh man, that's gonna be a bummer, man. Because I'm trying to move. And one thing, and this is the first time I've ever moved anywhere uh, on my own. Oh yeah, I've never, I've never, I've never moved anywhere except well, back from Denver and after the death of um, Jane and and um, you know never moved anywhere but i've moving back home but as far as relocating and living in a whole nother city or starting a whole new perspective on my life i've never done that ever and so there are a lot of things that uh, i'm really going to have to get used to and uh, a lot of things I'm really going to have to get used to. And, 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 and America, you know, my message is also is always Christ in a, Christ and America, because I think the two are inseparable since we are a Judeo Christian nation. <clears throat> Pardon me. And you can't separate uh, the Christ of the Old Testament. And he's there. He's all through the scriptures. Uh, with the Christ in the in the New Testament, is Judeo? He's the Lion of Judah. Is what he's talking about. Uh, Christian ethic. And 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 many times, everything gets twisted and misunderstood. You know, and a lot of times. And, and understand this, you conservatives who are, who are coming along here, you conservatives who are, are are listening to what I'm saying, you need to know that the conservative woman is rising in this country because she's not going to allow her babies to be owned. Now, I know this. They haven't. I know this. I'm telling you something. Not without a fight. Not without a fight. 
and, and, and it may be the grandchildren that she's trying to save because, quite frankly, it may be the listen to me. It may be the grandchildren we're trying to save because unless your children are below 40 years old, unless your children are maybe I'd say 35, because I know some who my, my baby is 35. My son is 35. And uh, he's not he hadn't drank that Kool-Aid. But I'm 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 seeing people below him, maybe below thirty. You know, Ooh, that's all, that's all the cool flavor Kool Aid they've had, and it's going to be hard to turn that ship around because the teachers, and and believe me, I know that there have been good. Look, listen. The reason I'm on this radio today is because of a little old, and I got to use the label, I got to use the label, a little old white lady, little old white-haired white lady with piercing blue eyes. Her name was Evelyn Hightower. And she saw something in me that uh, I, I know, I, I, I knew that the people in the black, the people in my church, in my black, in the black community, my mom and dad, they, they saw it in me, but integration had occurred. And uh, most of my teachers were white. I had one or two black teachers, but, you know, you change classes and so forth. And I had something like five, six classes in a day or four or five classes in a day. And uh, through the, the, the high school history that I had at Fair, pa- Fair Park, Fair Park High, which is now Fair Park Middle School, I think. Um, I only had maybe two or three black teachers the whole, you know, four years. But Evelyn Hightower said these words to me that today, uh, and in fact, even then, in fact, even more so then, it, it may have been more stinging. But today, I think she'd get sued. Not by my parents, I don't think. I don't know. My, maybe my mom would have. My dad was more sensible because he said it himself. <laughs> she said these words to me. I, I was, you know, I could have cut up in class, okay? I got my lesson. I did. I tried to anyway, but I was still a cut. I was a class cut up. I was a clown. I wasn't necessarily a clown, but I was, yeah, I was, yeah, I was. <laughs> and, uh, I was a cut up. I was a real cut up, uh, life of the party. And then one day, and I want you young people, you want you to share this, you teachers out there, because I know Evelyn Hightower was one of those teachers who cared. This is what showed me. This is what told me. Without a doubt. She pulled me aside. She says, Cleon, I want you to stay behind. I want to talk to you. I could tell by the tone in her voice. And, and as the other kids filed out, Several of them looked back at me with wide eyes <laughs> because it was as though uh, the Katie bar the door. She was fixed to kick my behind. Okay. That's the way this was going down. And, you know, Evelyn Hightower may have been five foot two, and I've been the same size that I am right now. In fact, literally almost because I'm about the same weight. Uh, I uh, may have been about 10 pounds lighter. But uh, I've been the same height and structure, you know, as far as concerned since I was, you know, 15. 
And uh, so I just stopped growing. I don't know. I just stopped growing. Maybe it was the lifestyle it took on. You know, it was bad. It wasn't good. And so Evelyn said these words to me. I'm this long-haired, really long-haired black kid, okay? Obviously. I'm probably dressed in an army jacket, uh, army field jacket that has writings and, you know, all kinds of little things sewn on. I may even have on my... Uh, my hat, I used to wear this hat over my afro with this low, with this thing sewed onto it with these three things on. I'm not going to tell you what they were, but it said, thanks for the memories. This is, this is who I was when I was growing up when I was a kid. And I came from a great family. My, my father and mother were both very, but, but I was still a cut up, still chose to run down that path. You know what I'm saying? That's the way it was. And uh, the only person that really turned me around, and it took her a long time to do it, was my wife, was Jane. And so Evelyn is necessary to my life. This little blue, uh, blue, uh, dark, uh, white-haired, blue-eyed, piercing blue-eyed white lady changed my life with these words. She said to me after everybody had filed out and she closed the door, she sat behind her desk and she told me to sit in the desk in front of her. And sure eyes were, uh, they, they burned through my brain because I'm an eye contact person too. But I, 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 one of the few people I, I, I could hardly hold her gaze And she said these words, which today, by the way, she would get sued for. Or, you know, I would just be totally appalled. In fact, when she said them, it took the wind out of my body. But she said them because it was true. She says, you act like a monkey in my class. Stop it. You're smart. You are an incredibly intelligent young man. These were her words. They were, I will never forget them. You stop acting like a monkey in my class. And she said it again. You're smart. You are an intelligent young man. Stop it. And I did. Evelyn, I did. So, here it is. What happened there? Truth. Speaking truth to insane situations and people who want to put you in insane positions. It's insanity. Just speak truth to it. 
But what happens, though, and see, this is what's going to happen with this Black Lives Matter and the BLM thing and all of that. This is what's going to happen with all of that. When you speak truth to it, when you tell the truth about it, that it's all BS, it's false, hey, that's all you're going to have to be. That's all that's, uh, you're going to uh, be able to do. I want you to know this. That's all you're going to be able to do. Because they're not going to hear you. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. They are not going to want to hear you. And that's what's happening. You're trying to tell them the unvarnished truth about it because you don't know what in the world they are actually talking about because obviously black lives matter. Obviously Latino lives matter. White lives matter. Obviously that's the truth. So when you tell them that you don't know what in the world they are talking about and you still go along with it because even though you don't know what they're talking about, you are supporting an unknown agenda. But their agenda is known. Oh yeah, their agenda is known. Yes, it is. Their agenda is known. They want to destroy the fabric, the core, the foundation of the family. And that, my friends, is the foundation of society. That's what they're about. Somebody ought to say so. Are you are you hearing? I don't believe you hear. Somebody ought to say so. I had Dr. Linda Lee Tarrone. She was talking about it. She was saying so. But I tell you what, there had better be other people than Frederick Douglass and Susan B. Anthony who stood up for this. For us to get to where we are, there has to be more than the Booker T. Washington's uh, that has stood up for this. Huh? Oh, oh, hey, there has to be more than just the few, although the few are the catalyst to the rest of us. We stand on their shoulders. I'll be back after the top of the hour with more of the C.L. Bryant show back in a minute. Don't go anywhere. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Hold on, hold on, fire, you. Right. Do, 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 do. 
Welcome back. I'm C.L. Bryant. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. I want to thank you for coming along with us daily as we build a bridge to conversation to um, all of you throughout the Fruited Plains, throughout our great nation. And uh, I thank you for making the show as popular as it has become. And all of our friends throughout uh, the globe, actually, I want to thank you for uh, helping us. Uh, at times like this, when this b- bridge really needs to be built, uh, doing your part to drive whatever nails to secure our republic into the planks and trestles of our society. Coming up uh, here later in the show, um, the second uh, segment here in this show will be uh, Paris Denard. We worked uh, together on Black Lives Matter. He was one of our uh, actually leaders there in, in Black Lives Matter. Uh, he is now uh, a spokesperson for the RNC, and I certainly am glad to um, have him on the show to talk about voter sec- uh, our, 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 the vote security, securing our vote. Because I just, I, I simply still have not bought the idea that the that the Georgia election was not uh, somehow uh, we've been misled. Uh, hey, all Georgia's voters. Now this is Paris Denard here. Denard saying this. Uh, all Georgia voters want the same thing when it comes to local elections. They want their vote to be secure, safe, and counted. Georgia Senate Bill 202 is a common sense measure that we should all unite around because it improves the local election process for everyone by expanding and protecting access to the ballot box. Democrats should be ashamed of their sad attempt at pushing a purposefully false political narrative about the bill to scare black voters, especially black voters, to scare voters, especially black voters. Now, that's Paris Denard. That's Paris Denard, national spokesman and director of black media affairs, um, RNC national spokesman and director of black media affairs. So, we're going to have him on with us uh, a little bit later on in uh, the show. And if you uh, missed the interview that I had with uh, Dr. Linda Lee Tarver, you need to know that uh, she has sounded the bell. Yes, yeah, she did. She rang it. She rang it loud. Yes, yeah, she did. She rang it loud. And I took from it. This is my takeaway. That conservative women, red, yellow, black, white, whoever they are, you better, you, you conservative men, you Republican men out there, you better hear me. Oh, you, be, you better hear me. I'm telling you something that you need to hear. They are on their way. They're coming. They're, co- they're on their way. They're on their way. And she rang the alarm. 
for you to perk up, wake up, and uh, understand that they're going to be heard. We're talking about the future of their grandchildren. Yeah, in some cases, hey, we may, be, may, not, may not be able to save the kids because, you know, hey, I know in my situation and my oldest child, Miranda, I've told her this many times. I've told ever the same thing. Uh, we, you know, I wasn't the parent. And even, even, even Jane, as good a parent as she was, she wasn't the parent to the older ones. We weren't the parents to the older ones as we were to the younger kids. You know, they're, you know, they're to the ones who came along later on, you know, a little bit later. It's gone down the steps a little ways, you know, because we grew up, we, you know, I was a kid. I was a kid, you know, when my children were, were, were little, which was good for them because it was great. Uh, so. That's what's happening here in this evolution. But there doesn't seem to be any growth, any maturity. And see, that's my problem. And, and let me speak to the American voter uh, and, and to the, the young voter in particular. There has to be a certain mature, mature uh, approach that you have to to this thing right now you can't have some juvenile junior high approach to this right now this is serious uh the future of how you make money the future of how or if you make money you better hear me the future of if you're going to be able to make money or if you will be a ward of the state like most of the the citizens are in China, are, you see. Uh, Russia, you're you're a ward of the state. Cuba, you're a ward of the state. The government provides for you, and you don't do anything unless they say it's okay for you to do. You don't really have any freedom. Yeah, you can can breathe. You can go out and buy your groceries and buy anything you want. But see, in a situation like this, like that, that I've just described in Cuba, China, Russia, what have you, anywhere where there's oppression of a society where people are not truly free except for the say of government, where there is no free market, let's say. Because that's what we're talking about here, the free market. That's what's under attack, truly. It is. Uh, Christianity is, is created free market. You see, a land where you can exercise your religious values uh, and, 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 and couple them to making a living and feeling good about what you have done because you're giving God the credit. That's what created the free market. Oh, yeah. That's what's built. The, the churches built the hospitals. You understand? Uh, the greatest hospitals in the country, even in the world. I mean, well, in Amer- let me just speak for America. I don't know, necessarily know if that's true of the world. But the greatest hospitals, research uh, hospitals that, that, that are in the, in the nation, churches started them. The free market thrives on a, a well society. And churches started the hospitals. They can't. Yeah. Even even when we talk about uh, what we would say, um, charitable institutions, 
know, Salvation Army, Goodwill. All that, that's all. That's all outcroppings of the church. Now, they have been taken over in some cases. Not all of them, you know, but many, many of the charitable institutions. Not, not talking about Salvation Army or Goodwill. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that many times they have been infiltrated by, um, you know, people who want to drive them left and use them for leftist purposes. You see, and that's all our children know. So we may be able to save the grandkids, especially if you have kids who are under 30. You may be able to save their grandkids. You know, that's what I, that's all. I, that's the only shot I, I think I may have. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, they're throwing away. They're, they're aiding and abetting the theft of their own birthright. That's what uh, I see our young people doing. And when I'm talking about young people, I'm talking about people who are under 30. You you 30s now are young adults, I think. You 30s to... uh, you 30s to 40, 45s, maybe even the way people are living now and the way medical science is expanding life now, uh, 30 to 40s, whereas 20, 20 to 30s were considered young adults back in my day, 20 to 30s, um, 18 to, to 30s, maybe 18 to 25s, 18 to 25s. Once you got over 25, you weren't necessarily considered a young adult, but you were still. But I think uh, 18 to say 30, maybe even 35 now, 40, you might be able to consider be a young adult. Once you're over 40, uh, you know, um, 40 to, I don't know, 65, maybe even 70. Now can be considered, yeah, you're just very middle-aged. You know, you're beginning to be middle-aged. Yeah, because um, I think 70 to and 100 and whatever is considered mature. Because people are living very healthy lives if they can just manage some things in their lives um, to, you know, end well into their, you know, 80s and 90s. Hundreds these days. That's it's nothing. It's nothing. And I'm glad John Tamney was with us um, this weekend. Now, if you don't know John Tamney, he's written in the book End of Work and, and all of that. And uh, politicians, I think his latest book is Politicians Panic, Panicked. But Tamney said something that was just, just very profound. And this is what he said. He said, way back in the day, I'm talking about the 1800s, very few people died of cancer or heart attack or anything like that. And he asked the question, he said, do you know why? He said, because people didn't live long enough to die of cancer. Or Alzheimer's disease. Or heart attacks. People didn't live long enough to. Had you ever thought about that? So this is the point, though, that he made. That, that This is the point that I had never thought about. 
the long life actually produces a new set of challenges for the medical industry because as we age, say you live past, uh, there, there, there are things that we don't know anything about uh, that, that could happen to you if you live past 95 years old because we don't pay attention to them, but, but, but they will pay attention to it if people start living more healthily to past uh, 75, 85, 95 years old. If people start living more healthily past those ages, regardless of what may, they're going to have to pay attention then to the things that affect them the most. I have a feeling they're, they're coming up with cures for kidney diseases. They have come, come up with cures for liver diseases. You know, that's what's enabling people to live longer. And as you live longer, there are very there are various, envi- I guess, envi- as, as, he, as he described, there's various environmental things. John Tamney, get his book, uh, The End of Work, and uh, get his book, um, Politicians Panic, Why Politicians Panic. Yeah. You're talking about that, this pandemic. There was a panic that led us to where we are. When, when they panicked, they shut everything down, which was crazy. As we're finding out now, there's no sense in doing that. Because where things were shut down, California being case in point, New York being another. Where things were shut down, uh, actually the virus had a, a, a more detrimental effect. Where things were opened up, Florida being one, being a, 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 you know, a prime example, Louisiana being another prime example. Uh, you don't have, uh, you know, just now Louisiana, we had this outbreak at first because of the Mardi Gras, but that's where the people are coming from other places. And that's what should be scary to you right now, friends, is that you have all kinds of people pouring across our southern border who we know nothing about. Yeah, we we shut our own business down. And that's what John Tammy's book was about. The end of work. That's what the end of work was about. In fact, you know what, Michelle? I very well may do a show tomorrow. I'm going to call you. I mean, I want to have John Tamney on. I want to have John Tamney on. Uh, just John Tamney. In fact, I could, I, I could spend an hour talking to John Tamney. And I, by Job, I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to bring John Tamney to you if he's at all available tomorrow. I'm going to try to bring John Tamney to you, uh, my good friends, or at least uh, we're going to set it up to bring him to you as soon as I possibly can, because I do need to I do need to vacate the premises here. Uh, I need to get out of this house. And so uh, and I do need to uh, start my push, my move toward. Uh, Florida, but I, I was looking around. There is so much to do uh, for me to get out of here, and I got to get out of here pretty quick. Uh, within the next 72 hours, uh, what, yeah, I need to get out of here within the next 72 hours and go on. And so, um, but John Tamney is somebody you need to hear from and talk to. I think I've told all of you, uh, and Ter- Paris Denard is coming up on the uh, in the other side of the break he's going to be coming up here and um, I want 
you all to hear what he has to say, because I want to talk, talk to you about fear, voter, uh, fear and fear mongering the way uh, Georgians black and Paris said it himself. This Paris talking um, how black voters in Georgia have been intimidated with fear by and with fear. So let's not, let's not get this twisted. Okay. Let's not get it twisted. Um, there is a certain fear factor that Democrats want to remain and want to uh, exist in the black and Latino voter. Although they do it subtly by making them think that they have their monetary interest at heart. And, 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 and what's so crazy about it, it, you know, they make them want to think, want make, you know, everybody want to think that, you know, $15 an hour is what we want you to have. That should be standard. They want them to think that they have their monetary interest uh, at heart. Knowing that that can't possibly be so because uh, companies can't afford to pay everybody $15 an hour. That, that, talk about common sense. That's common sense. Companies, corporations can't afford to pay everybody $15 an hour, which means that even government can't afford to pay everybody $15 an hour. Do you know why? Because it's you who own the companies. It's you who pay the taxes. So if companies can't afford to pay folks $15 an hour, everybody $15 an hour who works for them, you can't either. And we can't afford, although I was talking to my daughter last night, uh, one of my daughters last night, and she was saying, you know, uh, she's in the rent- rental business. She rent- rents homes or um, apartments. And she says, you know, Dad, um, people count unemployment that they're giving them, and the stimulus thing is income these days. It can't last. I'll be back. I'm CL. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Lifted high, our hearts. 
Ciel, back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank all of you for coming along with us, helping us build the bridge to conversation daily right here on Red State Talk Radio, the largest talk platform in uh, the nation. If you're traveling through Times Square, look up above uh, iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not, and there you will see the talk monster billboard housed above Ripley's Red State Talk. In every hour, the C.L. Bryant show does pop up there on uh, the billboard. No, C.L.'s face looking right back at you there in Times Square, and thank you all for making the show as popular as it has become. You know, I do believe that there is certain fear-mongering that goes goes on when it comes to voting. Oh, yes, it does. Especially, I think we saw it in the state of Georgia, and Paris Denard has written about it. In fact, he's an RNC strategist and, of course, a media guru, and I certainly do appreciate him being on with me here today. Paris, welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show. How are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, and I want to ask you this. When we talk about the type of fear-mongering that goes on in uh, voting, is Georgia being uh, victims of that type of thing by the Democrats? Is the Democrat Party holding them by the throat, making them afraid? Talk to me. Well, you know, in my position as the national spokesperson for the Republican National Committee, one of the things we are trying to do is to educate uh, voters about the truth about what Democrats are doing. Uh, there's no doubt that the uh, false narrative that these Democrats are peddling about the Georgia bill is intentional, and it is to sow seeds of division along racial lines to further divide the country along racial and political lanes. Uh, they are willfully uh, perpetuating this lie about what this Georgia bill is and is not doing. Uh, and they do so because they know that people in Georgia especially are sensitive to uh, issues of race and issues of voting. And, uh, and so they do this on purpose. The fact of the matter is, uh, Brian, is that this bill is not a racist bill. This bill is not anything but common sense, uh, proactive legislation that makes sense, that is uh, timely, and that actually expands voting expands the number of early voting days, which is really important. Uh, it, it mandates early voting on Saturday. That is really important. It, it, it really does not do the things that they're doing, and it's shameful that they are spreading these, 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 these rumors, but also the mainstream media is just accepting it and, and, and spreading the, the false narrative for them. It's really a shame. It is a shame, folks. And it, uh, let me ask you then, Paris Denard is my uh, special guest, uh, national RNC spokesman, on with me. And he, of course, uh, was one of our guiding lights, Black Voices for Trump. Uh, when I was on the board with him, I, I know him to be a person of insight. And, and so I need your insight on this as well, Paris. Tell me this. Is it uh, Ossoff, um, um, Warnock, and Abrams, who are an unsavory triangle, who's steering this in Georgia? Tell us what, what we're facing here with their uh, alliance. Well, it's an alliance of lies. It's an alliance of deceit. It's an alliance of division. And, and, and we don't need to uh, 
act as if it's not they're not palatable. Uh, Stacey Abrams has the mainstream media backing her totally, and these two senators uh, were elected on on the premise of a lie. Joe Biden went down there and said, "If you elect these two, we will get two thousand dollar checks immediately out to everyone." That did not happen. Fourteen hundred dollar checks went out, not two thousand dollar checks. No one pulled up; they wanted to get that done. But nobody holds them accountable for that. What we are trying to do is hold them accountable for spreading these false narratives, number one. And number two, ensuring that, that the American people, but mainly those in Georgia, understand that the bill is a good thing. You heard many times on, on the radio and television, people say that this bill, including President Biden, really said this bill uh, prohibits food and drink to go to people standing in line. That's 100% not true. What the bill does is prevents political operatives, people on both sides of the aisle, Republican and Democrat, from going there and passing out food and water with stickers and, and flyers during the process of what they call electioneering. Right. We don't want that to happen. But what can happen is people that work, the election officials, the poll workers, who are nonpartisan, trained people, they can pass out food. They right. can pass out water. I, and, and, and there's even self-service watering station that can be that can be placed there. The, the the goal is to prevent people from being unduly influenced by partisan people trying to influence them and and as they stand in line to vote. That is a good thing. Jesus warns us, as uh, even signs of the times, be careful that no one deceives you. Not wars, rumors right. of wars, but deception is occurring here right. and that's what paris is describing to us is a deception that is going on paris uh, also there's a deception of how long money can be passed out i'm a fiscal conservative uh and 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 paris i, I pay taxes in fact tax day is approaching uh right. how long uh, how long can we hold out going this route and is there a design to this is there an end game to what the liberals are trying to achieve. Well, the, the sad thing that, that you see now uh, is them trying to kind of boycott uh, on the on the state. And when you talk about the economic ramifications of that, uh, they're now trying to break the backs of people who are actually employing black Americans in the state uh, and across the country. Uh, all Americans that are being employed by these big companies called Cola, Delta, and other places like that, they're trying to put, do a boycott because of this bill. What that would do, be very clear, and in, in, in the pandemic that we're under, the economic strains that we're under because of the restrictions of a lot of Democrats in office, both nationally and locally, the, if there's boycotts on, on people who are employing people, think about the, the revenue that could come into the state of Georgia, city of Atlanta and otherwise, based upon the activity that could, become, that could come there. But what they're trying to do is separate that, trying to get the, nat the Augusta National Clothes for the Masters and everything. This is their tactic. They, they, they are deceiving people to believe they're standing up for right. But what they're doing? They're hurting the very people that this bill is actually helping. And they're not going to stop there. Get, moving on to H.R. 1. H.R. 1 uh, will need 60 votes to pass in the Senate. And and this should, this bill should concern every American because it is it is what we know the two senators from Georgia are going to vote for, uh, and, and and this bill is going to allow for ballot harvesting, allowing illegal immigrants 
uh, could be counted as residents who could change congressional districts for Democrats, allow felons to be able to be granted the right to vote before, right when they leave prison without following things that they, they should do, like parole and things of that nature. Uh, it, it, it's a total big government takeover of state elections. And folks... And folks, you know that I we were in uh, West Virginia trying to put uh, heat on Joe Manchin. Uh, you know, Paris Joe Manchin uh, has a lot of lot of say there. How are we working with him? How do you see SB one uh, HR one coming out now? Uh, how are we looking? I know that you you see Rona and you hear Rona a lot. Uh, I see Rona and, and hear and hear talking a lot. But I want your opinion on how is this actually shaking out, Paris Nard. It, it, look, it is a major problem, and and I believe that unless Republicans and conservatives, and actually it's beyond just party lines, honest Democrats and free-thinking and independent-minded people, voters, would just look at this bill and say, you know what, this is too much. Call your senators. Call your congressmen and say, we've got to stop this. I'm against it because this will not solve, this will not help, this will not empower. It would actually radically transform our election systems, not for the good, but for for, for the worse. You know, they say HR one uh, is for the people. It, it's not. It, it doesn't help anyone except for these special interests that are on the extreme liberal sides. You know, thirty seven states will be forced to adopt automatic voter registration. Automatic. Twenty nine states will be forced to adopt same day voter registration. This is not. This ignores safety, security, being able to look and verify. If people are who they say they are, they just toss it out the window. And here's the thing. Last point for you, Reverend Bryant. Rasmussen just got a poll. 69% of black Americans support voter ID law, meaning showing a vote to vote, showing an ID to vote like a driver's license. The overwhelming majority of Americans in this poll of likely voters support it. So, so the notion that the American people, black, white, Hispanic, other, do not support voter ID laws because is, 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 is wrong. We do, because we understand the importance of protecting the most sacred, precious thing that we have when it comes to people who bled and died and fought for this right. It is the right to vote. They understand that we should protect it. That's why the majority of Americans support voter ID law. That's why we have to be diligent on, on HR1 and, and spread the truth about the Georgia Senate bill. Amen, amen, amen. Preach, my brother. And God, thank you so much for being on thank with you. me today, Paris. I, I look to talk to you real soon. And God bless and keep. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for having me. Talk to you soon. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. That was Paris Denard. And hey, folks, doesn't take much to know that he knows what he's talking about and when he's talk, telling us that there is a certain I'm telling you, there's an evil happening here as far as H.R. 1, SB 1 is concerned. And you, you folks are going, and our young people in particular, a birthright is being stolen in front of your, your birthright is being stolen in front of your eyes. It's being stolen. I, I, I just I just it, it sickens me to think that perhaps uh, my young my grandchildren will never know America, the America that I've known. You'll never know what Thanksgiving was like.
You'll never know what New York Christmas was like. You'll never know. You will get oh some counterfeit thing. You'll get a counterfeit. And you won't care because you have never experienced a real. Is that the situation? You always push the real away because, and and Donald Trump was about as real as it came, okay? (laughs) Are you hearing me? DJT. I've called, and I used to call him that. I call him that when I, I saw him, DJT. I'd say that. He'd smile. Was as real as it got. Don't you know? And, and you know what I'm talking about. Donald Trump was as real as, he, he's bigger than life. He's one of those characters that's bigger than life. Some people have that type of personality. Trump had that type of personality. He's bigger than life. And he was real as they got. But the reason liberals pushed him away is because they prefer the story instead of the reality. And he cared about America. Right? The reality was Donald Trump loved loves America. He cared about it. He, want, he wants America to, to prosper. But, you know, he's on the sidelines now. He'll be back. We, I think we'll let him back. I think we'll let him back. But, but he'll be back. Because what? We were prospering when he was with us. <laughs> yeah. Hey, bl- black people, listen to me. Weren't you making money when Donald Trump was president? Weren't, weren't, you, weren't lo- you weren't wearing masks, scared of your own shadows, afraid to go to church, were you? No, Americans, all of us. When Donald Trump was president of the United States, we were shaking hands. We had optimism about our future. We were not wearing masks and we were not afraid to go to church. I understand coronavirus hit, but the president asked a question that has never been answered. If the mask work, why did we have to shut business down? And if the mask don't work, why are we wearing them? Oh, yeah. I was there when he asked the question. And that question has never been answered. If the mask work, then why did we shut business down? In the first place, and some businesses are gone, gone, never will return. They're gone. American lives have been shattered because of the mishandling of this by people like the CDC. And let me tell you something. You folks who are thinking the CDC is an end-all, be-all, and and do-all. CDC should set no precedent, no law, no laws. CDC is an advisory uh, agency. they They don't make laws. 
They advise you as to what they th- what conclusions they think, and they are a political arm, believe it or not. So everything they're going to say is going to be politically skewed depending on who's in power. And you got Nancy Pelosi running the house of, of, of the house, and they're the, they're the purse strings. Yeah, the CDC is telling them what they will say what what they what is needed to be said. Common sense is what you have to rely on now. And I'm telling you, we're being treated like fools. Yeah. Oh, I understand you are under, you're uh, one of these people who um, you're, you're, you're kind and, and you're all of that, you know. But what Donald Trump was trying to tell you, America, and and the liberals do show our compassion. They try to show our compassion. They do it stupidly because they think you can do that by giving everybody money. You don't do that. You do that by helping people help themselves. You put them in a position to help themselves. Whether, whether you're trying to get them in an un, out of an unhealthy situation into a healthier situation and then fix it so that uh, they can become self-sustaining, you feel that doing that is more helpful than giving, 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 Hel- teaching them to help them to help themselves. That's that's the kindest thing to do. But liberals uh, want to think you can just give you give people stuff and, and make them better. You can't. You make them worse. And you become less appreciated. You become less appreciated. And so so that's what's happening here. And, and American people don't understand and liberals don't understand that folks become less appreciative of what these fourteen hundred dollars. I mean, eventually it's got to run out. And will they, you think they're going to love you when you stop giving them stuff? Americans hear me. Donald Trump was trying to get that across to him, across to everyone. So hear me, young people. You are giving away your birthright. You're giving it away. And Americans, you're about to give away your gun rights. Uh, From my cold, dead fingers, that's all I got to say. You can have it. When you can take it from my cold, dead fingers. I'm CL. I'll be back. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. 
God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. CL, home stretch of the CL Bryant Show today. Thank you for coming along with us. Great day in the USA. It is beautiful here in Shreveport, Louisiana. All of you know that I am on my way in just a few days. A few days now. It was a few months. Just a couple of months. Uh, then it was a few weeks, but now it's just a few days. And I'll be moving to my new dwellings in uh, Jensen Beach, Florida. I'll be living on Hutchinson Island in Florida. And uh, I am excited about it. Uh, I have friends. Um, I have people that I love there and uh, in, in Florida. And uh, up and down the coast and in the St. Lucie era, area, and uh, you know, just I just I'm just really excited about it. And then I have daughters and grandchildren up in Tampa, Florida, and I'm, I think not long from now, uh, maybe the a lot of the Bryant clan will be there. And I think my son's going to be coming and his family, and I think that Carissa, my uh, youngest child, will be my, old, my youngest daughter, will be coming. And um, yeah, Ever's already there, and Miranda, our oldest. Won't be long. Yeah, I'm talking to you, kid. It won't be long. She listened to the show. Won't be long. You'll be coming, too. You've always pushed back. You've always been the one to push back. But uh, you'll be coming, too. I know you will. Hey, your gun rights are about to be taken, too. Yes, they are. I want to ask you something. I want to ask you something. Um, hear me. How many of you own guns? Raise your hands. I see it. Okay. You, let me ask you. How many people has have your guns killed? How many, how many people have your guns killed? None. Mine either. <laughs> and you know what? 99% of Americans who own guns can say the same thing. But they're wanting to restrict 99% of our gun rights from us. Why? Because some nut went into uh, and went in and shot up a fingernail parlor with Asians in it. Not belittling, not belittling it. I, I certainly hope that no one took it that way. I'm not belittling that. But we, 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 we're going to penalize, and we're going to penalize Asian Americans' own guns, <laughs> black Americans' own guns, white, everybody, white Americans' own guns, Latinos' own guns. They're in the 99% I'm talking about. But because this guy, this clown goes and, and, and this, this, this uh, clown, this Muslim, goes and shoots up an Asian-owned 
establishment, I think it was Asian-owned, some Asians were killed. They made an Asian deal because they wanted to label him a white supremacist who were killing Asians. Because of Donald Trump. It was Donald Trump. Donald Trump did it. <laughs> it was Trump. And I'm not Kamala Harrising this thing either. And I, when I say Kamala Harris, I mean laughing at it. Is there any more, you know, uh, Brigitte and Michelle, what's happening to Brigitte? What's going on? How come we don't have Brigitte on the show? Brigitte Gabrielle. Uh, Got to have her on the show. But Brigitte said the other day, and I, I, re- I retweeted it because I agree with it. Brigitte said the other day, there's nothing more disgusting or, dis- or more scathing or something like that to me than Kamala Harris's laugh, than Kamala Harris's laugh. And then I, I started seeing her on things and she does laugh about weird stuff she laughs and un it's it, it's a defense mechanism i think you know um you know it's just a filler it's a filler it's a the chuckle is a filler and i think we all do it in some kind of ways you know <laughs> you know that kind of thing <laughs> you know oh you've done it oh you don't think yeah but you've done it there's no question about it. you've done it we all do it. But Kamala does it loud. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hillary does it. Clinton laughs like that loud. She covers, she covers something with laughter. She does that. One of my uh, mother's friends had this nervous giggle. She was a beautiful woman. Uh, but she had a nervous giggle. I won't call her name. Oh, boy. And Kamala does that. <laughs> Kamala has that kind of laugh. But I wasn't laughing at this clown going up shooting and killing the people that he did. I wasn't laughing at that. I was saying that it's funny how the media wanted to paint him a, a white Trump supporter and Donald Trump was the one that did it. It's re- they're really trying to say it was Donald Trump's reason. It was Donald Trump who did it. It wasn't, even if the white supremacist did it, he did it because of Donald Trump. <laughs> Is Mike tight? No, I better not, I'm not, I'm not invoking your name, Mike. Somebody told me Mike actually heard the show a couple of days ago, or whatever, a couple of weeks ago. It's been a while back. And I hope you are listening, Mike. I'm not, tr- and I better, I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> because... I have a feeling that we're going to cross paths and I do not, do not want a confrontation with Mike Tyson. Although it'd be good for the show. It'd be good pub. <laughs> oh boy. But anyway, anyway, it'd be great for freedom works. Oh man, we get you. Mike, we would get you on. We'd get you on the road with me. That'd be great if you'd become a conservative, but of course you'd have to leave all the rest of them alone. huh? You know, but I'm telling you that people are blaming Donald Trump, as Mike would say. <laughs> and that's all I'm trying to say. And so, friends, um, let us then understand that there is an agenda here to take your guns. But I ask you the question again. How many of you own guns? And how many of you 
have guns that have killed people. Uh, yeah. None of you. You know, and that's 99% of gun owners, red, yellow, black, Asian, white. Uh, did I say white? Did I say black? Did I, say, I said black. Uh, did I say Jew, Gentile? Own guns. Jews and Gentiles own guns. And uh, 99% of us, our guns have never killed anybody, not even shot anybody. But they wanted to take away the gun rights from all of us. Okay? But whether you're Jew, Gentile, whoever, they want to take your gun rights away from all of us. So what does that say? They don't care anything about statistics. And the, the, and the same thing that they're doing with this corona thing. They don't care anything about the science. The science says that all schools should be open. The science says that the society should be open. The science is saying, really, that the society is, is to be open mechanically, uh, but, but, you know, under the cuff, uh, on the cuff they, they also have to tell you that, you know, well, maybe not. So that the liberals can continue the, 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 the thing that, um, the deception that, that's going on here. That the liberals can continue to do that. <clears throat> Pardon me. Pardon me. I'm sorry. And like I said, uh, it was one of those weather change things for me. <clears throat> Pardon me. And, um, oh my goodness. I forgot to kill the mic. <laughs> uh, but that's what it is. Oh, pardon me. I'm sorry about that. Clearing my throat on the radio. One of the, one of the horrible things that broadcasters do. But we do it. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it just rises to the occasion. Um... But we're being deceived. We are being deceived. And somehow we're liking it. It feels good to be giving, getting, giving, given stuff. But there's a deception there. Yeah. If you're not trying to get up on your own two feet, if you're just that, you, you, then, you know, you're being used by the, by the government. The government's using you. For what? Oh, they're using you to continue doing what you're doing. What are you doing? You're supporting them. What if we stop doing that? We, it is we the people. We give you the consent to govern us. What if we withdraw the consent? What if we withdraw the consent? Why? Because we're being mistreated. Americans, you're being mistreated. You're being treated like you don't matter. That's the way you're being, you're being treated like you don't matter. Only the people we've elected to office, they matter. What they think matters. Only them. 
only ones that you help that you, you know you, you whether they're democrat or republican now only the ones that you, you they're, they're the ones their opinion is the only one that matters what you say doesn't doesn't matter at all doesn't even matter okay folks wake up stand up push back folks wake up stand up push back do it that's the only way we're going to preserve it for our grandkids because um, our kids the thing only thing they've known is uh, everything that they are pushing right now is is in the schools our kids know it and they come home to us and they they have this locked in their minds but they don't necessarily share it with us you know why because we don't ask we don't ask what they talk what what y'all talk about today we don't ask and so they don't tell they just go on about the doing they do and then they go back the next day and get more and we don't ask when they come home we don't ask well I um Thank you for coming along with us on this journey today. Uh, I'm hoping to be live uh, tomorrow. We'll see. Um, And I trust God uh, that he will continue to bless us all. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform. I want to thank God for them. I want to thank God for uh, them because they defend our right to speak our minds. I want to protect, I want to thank God for you, and I want to thank him for bringing us to the close of yet another day here on this show. I ask that he orders my steps in my future and yours. And until I'm able to speak with you again, I'm CL. May God bless and keep you all. <laughs>